0: And I want to talk to you briefly about balancing act. Write it down. Balancing act. In several careers, you hear people talking about balancing act, especially in law. Right now, the issue that is is causing controversy between British government and the European government is balancing act. Because, you know, we have not been able to recognize, you know, the playing field. They are talking about <laughs> the playing field. Play field. Mm. Balancing acts as applied to Christians. On the balancing act, I'll be talking to you briefly about balancing your ministry and family. Why should I talk about balancing act in these days? I want to straighten some records with you and in the new year will go deeper into teaching about it. Some Christians are very committed to God At the moment they get married. That's it. You see all the exuberance burn off, fade away like a smoke. You see their commitment to somersault. However, that marriage will not stop their commitment to their ambition in, in office. To get higher salary, to be committed in the office. Really to get more committed in the office. Because in the office, if when you are mar- after you are married, they discover that you start coming late. They will sack you. Correct? If they discover that after you got married, now you are getting so uh, comfortable that um, the th- in, the w- in the office you are not very more committed, then they will look for a way to get rid of you. But because in the house of God, God does not do that, that is more dangerous because it's after your death which you and I cannot change any other thing. And when we are now brought before God after our death, that is the reward we get forever. We can't change our reward. And that is why it's more dangerous. And of course, I'm saying this because I want to teach you about balancing acts. Satan, if he cannot get rid of us, that is, he cannot make you deny your God, he will try to pull strings in every area of our lives as mandated by God. And if we fail... In those areas, our reward waits for us after death. My prayer for everyone who listens to me today is that the devil will not be able to get you in anything. And the Lord will strengthen your spirit and heart. I found that some other people argue that, look, you know, in life, my ministry first, then my family. And so they are bankrupt in family operations. Whereas some people say, my family first, and then my ministry. And then they are bankrupt in the progressive encounters of the power of the Most High. So which one is first? How do we balance it? And that's what I want to communicate to you. I was searching the scriptures with the Holy Spirit and I found out there are four areas of divine assignments that God gave to mortal men. Four divine assignments given to man. Number one, your role as a husband or a wife. Number two, your role as a father or a mother. Number three, your profession or career in life. And number four, your spiritual assignment, which is your ministry or calling. These four assignments are given to man. And you see every mortal man fulfilling, operating, let me say not fulfilling, but operating in these four realms. But I'm speaking to the church today, not to the world. I was on Friday before I came to join your night vigil. I was called from a group of ministers to share about this with them. It started from a sister, you know, uh, who has a radio station with a husband called... My wife and said, "Please, mommy, can you come and teach us women on how, uh, how which one is priority? You know how to prioritize ministry, family, and stuff like that." So when I had her, said, you know, told her, when they told her that, and she began to to sit down to, to investigate. I said, "Sit down. Let me talk to you. <laughs> let me talk to you because this is an area that I know that many Christians have so many confusing theologies." And so she prepared the message because, you know, she knows about all these women in the Bible. Every woman character in the Bible is in her her spirit and how to apply them. That is her grace. So I allowed her to come with her grace and then look for how can I embellish this with my grace. When it comes to divine and stuff like that, that is my area of grace. But when it comes to, you know, life application, you go to her. But so then I found out that in the beginning, when God created heavens and the earth, He created man upon the heavens. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. You always know that with me. God's ultimate intention, He says, and God said, let us make man in our own image. And then, verse 27, God's intention fulfilled. The ultimate intention fulfilled. He says, So God made man in His own image. In the image of God, He created Him. And look at that word him is singular. However, it's a singular pluralistic word. It's like when God said the two shall become one. God converted pluralistic into singular. And God converts singular to pluralistic. When he said God created him there, he said male and female. So the word him there, God referred to, is a him, but it connotes male and female. And that's the reason why, if you are born again, whether you are a woman or man, you can be son of God. You don't have to be a man to be son of God. Everyone has sons of God, both male and female. You have gender only for, for the art, for procreation, and that's it. And of course, for the family enjoyment as God had created it. So if you look at it, therefore, that verse 27 says, Him, male and female. And if we look at verse 20, uh, 28 and it says and god blessed them god blessed them and said one be fruitful be fruitful so you can understand that the first assignment of god he created them male and female isn't it then go to chapter 2 verse 18 and so in chapter 2 god says it says that god god the lord god said it is not good for man to be what Alone, I will make a helper suitable for him. So we recognize that God made the man and then he made the woman. Isn't it? 18. Interesting. Let's look at verse 19 very quickly. So. Now the Lord God formed formed out of the ground all the beasts of the field and all the birds of the air. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them and whatever name the man called the living creature, that was its name. Then verse 20 says, So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds of the air, and all the beasts of the field, but for Adam there was no suitable helper. And so what did God do? So the Lord caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man and brought her to the man. So God made the man from the ground up and he made the woman from the man. Okay? Okay. And when he made the woman for the man, he made the woman because God said that the man is alone and is not good. That's why the Bible says he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Isn't it? And then obtained what favor from the Lord. Alright? Because the reasoning, the reason behind making a woman is because of goodness. And I say to all of you, because I don't have more time today, I want to close us on time. That's why every woman must make sure you do good in your family. You are the light of the family. I will together now. You must understand the purpose, the reason why God created you. Was because it is not good for that man to be alone. Then God made you out of the man. And, and he made you not just a cosmetic. He made you as a suitable helper. Suitable helper. Okay. So, if you go to the scriptures, what I was telling you, the first assignment therefore we found here is that God created the man and he gave the man a wife. So the first ministry calling is husband and wife. And we look at it, each of those calling have assignments. If you look further, because there's no more time today where you get home rich after 2 and so, God gave the command to the man, alright, that he should take care of the wife and instruct the wife what he has told him. He told the man, you must not eat this plant of the garden. And the man instructed the wife. Isn't it? So, God created the hierarchy and he allowed the hierarchy to function. He told the man, name all the beasts. And he did. And God saw that it was okay. He said, now I tell you that, look at this garden this is how it is. In heaven there is order. There is nobody claiming what is not in heaven. Okay? On earth people misunderstand the purposes for gender and they begin to see all manners of stuff. When you are dead, you will just soon discover that God does not change his intention because some people are bastardizing it. God doesn't change it. That's how it is. It's just like in your office. If you go to a company, you find some CEOs. They are there. you find... Directors of various levels, they are there. You cannot change that hierarchy. If you don't like it, you know, a woman is my director. Why should a woman be my director? Sorry, she will be your director. You can't change it because that is the structure. And so in heaven too, God created the man as the head of his home and he created the woman as a suitable helper. Whether you believe it or not, when you die you will know it. But if you believe it and do it, you will find peace on earth. This word is worth a living. So the first assignment God gave man is to be the husband of his wife. And the first assignment God gave the woman is to be the wife of the husband. Second assignment that God gave them is verse 28 of chapter 1 of Genesis. It says, and God blessed them and said, be fruitful. So the second assignment is fatherhood and motherhood. And in chapter 3, he said to the man after cursing the man that you will till the ground and he will yield for you. It's your career. And then if you look at ministry, spiritual call, it only came to be from chapter five. From the end of chapter four into chapter five, Seth gave birth to his son, and from that time men began to call to God. Now if you look at the order of which God had done it, he created the husband, man made him husband and the woman as a wife first. Then he now gave them the assignment of parent food multiply, fill the earth, and then subdue it. He now gave them a a career for that they can keep their soul and body intact and be able to feed. And then he now gave them ministry. If you look at Jesus Christ, when Jesus Christ was born, after all the manifestation of the angels and stuff like that, you will see in the scripture, in the book of Mark, chapter 6, verse 3, When Jesus came in the power of the Holy Spirit, what happened to Jesus from the age of 1 to 30? He fulfilled what the Bible says. He was sent not to be married because he was sent for a mission of salvation. But if you look at Jesus Christ, he was known as a carpenter, as a career person until he was called. He was not called and then became a carpenter. Now, nah, he was commissioned at 30. That's why they said, isn't this the carpenter's? The, 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 isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this, this Mary's son? And the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon? Are his sisters here with us? And they took an offense in him. So, you understand the fact, therefore, that career is given by God. So, I'm saying this to every one of you. As a husband and a wife, God will judge you all. As a father and a mother, God will judge all of us. As a career person, God will judge us. Then our calling. So, if God assigns this in this procedure, which one is parity? I will answer you none. None. God did not give one priority over the other. God gave every assignment and God gave time for man to fulfill assignments and God will judge us on each of the assignments that he has given to us without taking one as a priority. One of the things that, sh- that shipwreck some ministers' houses is that they believe they get themselves so much engrossed in God's work at the expense of their marriage. They will not have time for their wife or their husband if their minister, their women, called. They will not have time to give attention to their physical body and their husband relationship or their wife's relationship because they have a concept i working for God I'm working for God I'm working for God and then the marriage will disintegrate and break into pieces now let me say this to you this is it if you are that I'm talking about that you believe that you love God so much, you love God so much. You see, you fast all the time and you pray all the time. You are always on the feet and stuff like that because you know you believe that you are working for God. And then your children become delinquent and then your wife becomes so abused and there was problem in the house. You never have family enjoyment and you are, you are binding devil. You are uh, accusing Satan for it. And throughout your life, you never enjoy your family life. Is it Satan? No, it's your failure to understand that god created you as a husband first before he gave you ministry and god did not expect you to hinder your ministry by your husbandhood or wifehood neither does he expect you to hinder your your role as a husband because you think you are so spiritual they are equally important that is why i call it balancing act so what god does god expect from a man God expects a man to show affection to her to his wife. And God expects a wife to show affection to the husband. God expects a man to love his wife as his body. In another word God expects a man and a woman to look at the 24 hours of the day they have and prioritize what against the time. I say that the ministry time is different from your married time, as your ministry time is different from your career time. If you are a minister of the gospel and the Holy Ghost fire is born on your head, and you are still working in an establishment, you will not tell your establishment that, I didn't come to work last week because I was fasting. What would they do to you? They will first get the 999 and ask for them to take you to where doctors who know how to give people injection. you will just be sleeping. So uh, That's what they force you to do because it's the same as if you're out of your mind. So how can you use that to hinder the love life between you and your your wife or your husband and believe that you are doing right? How can you use that to hinder your time that you sit down with your children and talk with them and chat with them and share experience of life with them? And think you are doing right. That is sincere but sincerely wrong. You cannot take one as a priority. That is as, as, as uh, you know, that's... Um, <laughs> treat one as, uh, you know, something more important. You have to treat everything equally. They are all priorities. So how to get through it is to make sure that you can make make the most of your time so that the time for god is for god that's why the bible is in the book of first corinthians um, um, uh, 11 when paul was dealing with marriage he said that if in a marriage a married couple married couple if they have to you know um, one have to fast he must tell the other that i'm fasting at this time so that when you are having your fasting you don't have any closeness And it says, the moment you finish fasting, come together again, because the married bed must not be defiled. Two shall lie together and warm themselves, says the Lord. So what about somebody who just fasts every time? Whenever your husband needs you, you are fasting. Or whenever your wife wants you, you are fasting. Even I have some people who say that my husband is too affectionate, or my wife is too affectionate. She needs deliverance. You are the one who needs deliverance. Because when you marry, you marry a human being who God gave all the affection and the emotions to be used and enjoyed in the marriage. I don't think that you are so holy that you, you know, you don't enjoy, you know, the maximum of your affection and emotion God has given to you. In your marriage, it is holy. The Bible says so. I will teach deeper on this, but I want to stop now. That we're going into a new year. Be very warned. If you are one of those that since you got married, church, no more business. Because I have to take care of my family. You will be asked by God. Because when you come together and marry, the Bible tells us that you should now serve God better. If you cannot tell your office that, I'm so sorry I'm married, I cannot be committed to my office anymore, you will not escape with God. Because God will show you several of us who are not doing that. I am not. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. And then say, love others as yourself. If you truly love God, you'll be a good manager of your role as a husband. You cannot be kicking a woman, assaulting a woman, abusing a woman, and you still want her to serve. You cannot be abusing a husband, insulting him, and you want him to love. It's impossible. This stuff is just impossible. What you give is what you get. You don't want to show affection to someone and you want affection from that person. You will never get that because what you sow is what you reap. You want cooperation from somebody that you are not cooperating with. You can never get that. Your role as a father, you have to transmit yourself into your children because when the time comes and they have gone, what you put in them will remain in them. If they don't have the wisdom of the old age, they will be boys while they are married, while they are fathers. They will still be boys. And your boys, your grandchildren will meet other children whose father and mother were well-groomed. And those children will reason sensibly why your own grandchildren are just all over the place because your child did not have time, you didn't have time with your child to input yourself, your wisdom into them. The same thing if you are working if you do not commit your heart to your work, and you disturb your work with your love life, with your ministry work, with church, and so, you lose your job. So also, if you don't commit yourself to God's work, and you are, you are giving excuses of work, even when there is no work, you want to take extra work, or you are giving your excuses about your your family and stuff, you will give, you will, you will pay the penalty. So in this new year, you are going balancing act. Sit down, count the cost of your time. And recognize all these assignment God give you are priorities before God. He created them and He assigned it to us. And you must recognise with me that we must not fail God in any of the assignment. We have the whole twenty four hours in a day. It's too much. But God gave us. Someone says twenty four hours is not enough because you are not doing anything. If you are not doing anything, it's as if twenty four hours is not enough. Prioritize your time, plan your time know the time for God and don't break it as you know the time for your office be diligent in your time for every assignment God has given you your time as a father or as a mother your time as a husband as a wife collaborate cooperate and be transparent those are the three major ingredients to get your life going as we're going to the new year you need to be you need collaboration you need cooperation and you need transparency that is putting all your cards on the table husband and wife and know what you work how you work plan your love life make sure that your love life planning does not hinder your spiritual it does not hinder your work and it does not hinder your parenthood, and make sure that your spiritual does not hinder other things your work does not hinder other things this is what i want to give to you this very day because this is my second to the last Sunday of the year. And the last Sunday of the year, I begin to code you towards the new year. But let me say something to you. We have a great year coming, 2021. I'm talking about the church, not the world. Always listen to my voice. Not the world. The world will be more chaotic. You know, we had an uh, economic crisis. I recognized when I was looking at the tape of the prophecy about this year, um, I remember that that prophecy, in that prophecy, God said, the world is about to go into a financial crisis, but Britain will not get out of it for three and a half years. You remember that when I've been telling you three years, I will always say that until 2003. <laughs> 2003 is not three years from now. And so 2023, I'm talking about 2023. 2021, 22, 23 we started now. It's going to go on until three and a half years. But if you look at where we are, we are already in the recession. And nobody knew that. Uh, we didn't factor the the COVID into it. Even when God said that there will be plague this year, we didn't recognize that that plague will affect finances, economy. However, let me say this to you: we have overcome by God's mercy the the. Uh, you know ripple of the of the covid-19 but i tell you something looming over the whole world now is a big financial crisis it's looming that will shake the, the stock exchange because god has said that that the world have worshiped money instead of him and because of that satan had made money the root of every evil let me tell you the root of every evil is money the uh, coronavirus that is a dichotomy among medical practice now because some people said they have invented the cure alright I believe it because God told us that he will give invention to cure we are asked. some people have now come out with the vaccine too so do you think government of nations will accept the cure what about the money they invested on vaccine you have to get it back so politics come into it isn't it so how would they do it the only way they can do it is to discourage you from the cure so that they can make their money and put the cure into a procedure that will take another five years, ten years, normal, long, long, long years they do before they roll it out so that the vaccine can go on and they can get their money back. What about the big industries who have put all their life money into vaccine? So you have all this dichotomy and confusion, it will increase in the new year. You have all this head you know, being heavy by governments and stuff like that, and out of argument, out of self-interest, you know, uh, you know, professional ego, they will plunge the world into catastrophe of finances. But let me say something to you: He that dwells the shelter of the Most High uh, will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The Bible says, in the days of calamity, they will not wither. In the time of 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 uh, you know recession, they will have plenty. In the days of famine, you will have plenty. In the days of famine, you will excel. Because money does not disappear. It only moves in this world from one hand to the other. It is like the ocean. You can't can't drink the ocean dry. You drink the ocean, you give it back to him. That's what you do. You cannot. Drink the ocean dry is impossible. So when you move, when you dredge water in one area, it flows to the other area. So the money of this world is still in this world. And when the the economy is being shaken, that's why it is necessary for you and I to stay righteous, so that it can come to our hands. When they are sacking, people don't be afraid. If you are a child of God, you need not be afraid. Even if you are given a letter of termination in an office only need to ask God, where are next? He will show it to you. We read it yesterday. He showed, He appeared to Paul. He went to Ananias and to Ananias. This is the address of Paul. Go there and meet him. He appeared to Cornelius. He went to 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 uh, uh, Peter and said, they are waiting for you downstairs. Go and meet them. So that is the goal we serve. That's why you and I in this season, no more game with God. No game at all. You want to be in the steering wheel of the Holy Spirit so that you can hear, you can understand, you can, you can, you, it's not matter, it's no more my mind, my mind. You want to pray, you want to seek God, you want to read the word of God so that you can hear distinct you can have encounters of angels they are the one who will be in action in this season anybody who loses out from there is going to be a big problem but I believe and I trust you that the Lord will strengthen you I believe very much in all of you that you, you did not hear the word of God for nothing it's going to be a new dawn for you it's going to be a new day for you though the mountain be shaken Though the earth be removed, the mountain be removed into the sea, there is a river The river of God is called, the Bible says, the flow of which shall make man happy. And that river is the Holy Spirit. That river is the Holy Spirit. That river is the Holy Spirit. He said it is in the secret place of the Most High. And those who dwell in Him, they swim in the river. And that is your portion as we go into the new year. Shall we just stand up together? Let's lift up our voices and give God praise for this hour. Thank God for His mercy. Thank God for His goodness. Thank God for His glory. Thank God for His power. Lord, we bless you. Our God and King, we exalt you. Oh, Father God, we give you the praise and honor and glory. Tell the Lord, Lord, I thank you, I thank you for giving me the opportunity to know you. You are the only true God. Lord, we bless you. We exalt and magnify your holy name. Be thou exalted O God. Let your spirit begin to pray. I told you pray with your spirit, with your spirit every day, 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 every day. Increasing God. Seek, seek him every day, every day, every day. Tell him, I need your fire. 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 I need your fire, fill me Lord, 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 your Holy Spirit, De Father we bless you, we exalt you, give you the praise and honor and glory, in Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Lord we bless you. It is written, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword. That's Roman Romans eight thirty five. Then thirty nine from thirty seven. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life neither angels nor demons neither the present nor the future nor any powers neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation creation will be able to separate us from the love of god that is in christ jesus anybody who is under my voice and you are saying that something is working in your body we have Christians who have such, a, such feelings because they have gotten themselves in seven, uh, this era of deliverance that doesn't come from God. Christians should cast out demons. You shouldn't conduct deliverance. It's never in the Bible. It came from the pit of hell. And people, some people have been involved. They, they feel something is working in their head. Something is working in their body. Did you hear this? That demons cannot separate us. You are higher than demons if you are born again. So if you have such experience, go and kneel down and tell the Lord, forgive me, and I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. The Bible says our body is the temple of God. It's not a place for demons to operate. If demons is messing up your body, it's because you gave your mind to the devil by all those strange doctrines. You have committed your heart to investigate only the enemy, not king of heaven. If you love the lord your god and ask him for mercy and ask him to forgive your sins and surrender your life to him demon have no authority no power over you your life your fire. he has no power over your belongings so you need to recognize this nothing can separate us from the love but you must commit your heart you must be sure that you are born again by asking Jesus into your heart and then deciding that you don't want to know anything except Jesus Christ and the power of his cross. And so when you read the Bible, you are reading the Bible with the heart of investigation, investigating the power of the cross only. What am I in Christ? And anything the Bible says you are now, that is what you want to dwell on. You don't want to dwell on all the rubbish and all these exaggerations, or lies that Satan has filled the whole earth. That does not add values to anybody. That is what you want to be. It's what you set your heart upon that you can achieve. Let me bless you. My God and my King, the one who cannot lie. Unto us a child is born. But to us a son is given. He was given to us when he became a son. And Lord we met him as a son. Upon whose shoulder the government of the whole heavens and earth lies. We know him as the Prince of Peace. So anyone under my voice that is struggling with peace, receive the peace of God in the name of Jesus. The wonderful Counselor, I say as you go into the new year, the Lord will teach you what is best for you. He will guide you in the ways you should go. He will counsel you in the things that you should know. None of us will turn back to fully. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth The one who is faithful forever The king of kings He will rule over our spirit Our soul Our body And our mind Lord I pray for everyone This is the last days remaining In the month of December 2020 In the evil That will be permitted these days You will not be a partaker. In the rampage of hell among the sons of men you will not be partaker. the Bible says he that dwells in the shelter of the most high will abide in the shadow of the almighty I say because (coughs) they dwell in the shelter of the most high the Lord will cause you to abide under his shadow you your family and your property shall be protected O sovereign Lord I speak to all the days remaining the next 11 days The Lord said this is a month of remembrance. Every day, remaining in 2020, the Lord will open the book of remembrance concerning you. I say, when the Lord opened the book of remembrance concerning Noah, He sent the easterly wind, and the rain stopped, and the waters receded, and the ark of Noah settled in Mount Ararat. Anyone that is surrounded by the waters of life, I command the waters to dry up. Whatever had been your trouble, may be sorrow, in this year, I speak the spirit of the Most High to intervene today. So that the rest of this year for you shall be days of restoration. The Lord will restore your health. The Lord will restore your fortune. The Lord will restore your life. it will restore your family. it will restore your home in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Your life will not be as you wish, but as God wishes. Because the Bible says God is able to do exceedingly above what we can imagine. When God takes control of the spindle of your life and bring it to what He wishes you will be, you will be totally am- amazed. Your mouth will be ajar for wonder. The God of wonder, He will surprise you. Your request this year will be granted. There will be no stone that will be unturned among all the stones that should be torn. So shall it be unto you. and so it is in the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Somebody say Amen. Somebody say Amen. Put your hands together for the King of Heaven. Hallelujah. Uh, the Lord will strengthen and bless you. Stretch your hand before the Lord. Our God and King is very interesting. Oh, what is happening with us? I wonder, you know, the laughter in Heaven. Seeing you know, all these things and knowing the future, which we do not know yet. But Lord, we... Thank you for the honor and privilege of being under your care. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of our God, the God of Jacob, protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May the Lord remember all your sacrifices and accept your bond offering. May he give you the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. We will shout for joy when we are victorious and we lift up the banner in the name of our God. The next few days to the end of the year, the Lord will open the book of remembrance concerning you. May the God of Abraham, the God of better, who makes promises and fulfill, the one who does not need the help of man to do what he wants, he does not need the cooperation of any being, He speaks and He fulfills. May He open the book of remembrance concerning all your requests. And in these last few days, may God answer the requests of your heart. In Jesus' anointed name we pray